Hey, bub. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Talkin' Snicked, The Wolverine Show. It is the best podcast there is at what it does, and what it does best is tells you about Wolverine. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we are closing out our April theme of Lady Deathstrike by taking a look at Old Man Logan Volume 2, Issues 5 through 7. So, Bub, before we get this episode underway, I do want to apologize for the delay on the release of this particular episode. As I was sitting down to get this one recorded, we realized that our washing machine was making a weird beeping sound. And so we went and checked it out. And it turns out the drum was flooding, the water wasn't stopping, all kinds of issues. Luckily, there was no flooding damage on the outside of the machine, but it prevented us from being able to complete our load. And of course, it just you know, it wasn't very good. Uh, we'd been having issues with our washing machine and more, more specifically our, I don't know, water inlet valve or whatever it's called, uh, with it not shutting off with it leaking, even when the dryer, or excuse me, the washing machine is off leaking into the drum and then coming down in the morning to a drum that's almost overflowing and having to, to drain it out and everything. So we've been having some issues with it for the last few months. And I think last night it just decided to, to call it quits. It was like, you know what? Enough, <laughs> enough is enough. So uh, working on that and then a couple other issues, you know, as the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. And so after the washing machine was acting up, we had a couple other things that, that went wrong and it prevented me from sitting down behind the mic and recording this episode. And so I've had to move a few things around in my schedule, but here I am only about half a day late, uh, but I'm able to record. So hopefully my goal is if you are listening to this, you're still listening to this on Wolverine Wednesday. It's just almost a full day late. So again, I just wanted to get that apology out of the way. And thank you all for coming back. So today's episode, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is our episode to close out our April theme of Lady Deathstrike. So for this month, we have taken a look back at three different stories that follow this character's development. We looked at her first appearance in the pages of Daredevil. We looked at her uh, accepting or taking on this mantle of Lady Deathstrike. In her first appearance, she was just Yuriko Oyama, and she had a fairly compelling arc in the three issues that she was in, but she was still just a minor character, a background character, someone to help push the story forward, but not the, the driving factor behind it. And in the, the second episode, we took a look at a few issues from Alpha Flight Volume 1 that featured Heather Hudson, the leader of Alpha Flight, uh, hunting down, well, not hunting down, but getting in contact with her old pal Wolverine to help 
her get the training that she felt she needed in order to properly assume the mantle of Alpha Flight team leader. And of course, during this time with her being there with Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike, the name that Yuriko Oyama had made for herself and had started going by, she revealed herself to Wolverine and politely explained her entire villain uh, villain origins so that was fun uh, to to get the, those two issues but we got some good action and then of course last week we looked back at a really important and also just a, a harrowing tale of survival from, from wolverine um on the run from the reavers yet again uh, but this time we got to see the honorable side of lady deathstrike yes she is a murderous killing machine without a doubt but there is some nuance to her as a character she's not just she's not like Sabretooth or omega red where she's kind of like this mindless killer who just does it for the sake of doing it no there is a reason behind her motives and she's not some dishonorable villain some some dishonorable nemesis who's going to come in and and kick logan while he's down there is more to her than that. At least in the early days, there was. Now, as far as I'm concerned, we've already covered her definitive story on this podcast before, and it would be kind of a waste of time to go back and cover that story once again. For those of you who are wondering, uh, that is the story called Wounded Wolf that was told in Uncanny X-Men 205, uh, written by Chris Claremont, artwork from Barry Windsor Smith. That is the story that chronicles Yuriko Oyama's transformation from human samurai warrior bent on revenge against Logan to becoming the cybernetically enhanced Logan hunting machine. Of course, it's also the storyline where the Reavers, oh, well, not the Reavers yet, but this this group of people led by Lady Deathstrike getting their, their closest thing to a victory over Wolverine. After that story, Lady Deathstrike goes on to appear in several different storylines in both Uncanny X-Men as well as the Wolverine Ongoing that, that launched in 1988. Uh, she has a lot of appearances, and all of them are pretty good. But again, none of them really come close to that iconic status that the, the, the Wounded Wolf storyline has in the mythos of Wolverine. Again, I didn't want to just retread that story by covering that single issue one more time, so I scoured all of Lady Deathstrike's appearances after uncanny x-men 251 to see you know were there any stories where she really comes close to repeating that victory over wolverine that she was so close to having in uncanny 205 and the answer is yes there is a three issue storyline from the old man logan ongoing series that ran from like 2016 until like late 2018 uh, where she actually does have a a near victory one more time and reading that story it's it's one of the standout storylines from the old man logan ongoing i would rank it up there with the 
what is it? The moon over Madripoor, the, uh, the, the Scarlet Samurai storyline that I had covered during old man Logan month way, way back when. Uh, but this one is, is one of the standouts in this particular ongoing series. And so I wanted to talk about these three issues and her, her almost victory, um, over old man Logan. So if there is anyone out there unfamiliar with Old Man Logan, he was a character that first appeared in like volume three of Wolverine. And of course, I've covered that storyline because it is a massively acclaimed storyline, both critically acclaimed and fan acclaimed. It is it was a huge storyline. It was written by Mark Miller with artwork from off the top of my head, Steve McNiven. And it's a really great storyline that takes place in an alternate dystopian future where Wolverine is now an old man. The X-Men are no more. The super villains have won their war against the superheroes. And all of the United States is now just this dystopian hellscape. Different parts, you know, different regions of the country are controlled by different gangs, usually led by supervillains. But the one where old man Logan lives is a region that is controlled by the Hulk gang. Now, I'm not going to get into specifics, but Bruce Banner breaks bad in this particular future storyline. And his progeny, the Hulk gang, are not good people. Ultimately, old man Logan runs afoul of the Hulk gang, and he has to go on this mission to pretty much pay them their, like, tithe. And, of course, there's tragedy involved in the storyline. There is some sweet revenge. Uh, and, and it's this really fun kind of, like, buddy road trip, like, buddy cop road trip movie, but at the same time, like, this harrowing tale of revenge. And it's really cool, and it plays on a lot of the Wolverine characterized archetypes, right? Like, Logan is many things. He could be cast in, in many roles. My personal favorite role is the anti-hero with a heart of gold, but of course he's also the failed samurai slash recovering samurai. He is the animal turned man. He is the living weapon who fights back against his destiny to kill. He's all of these different things. But one of the archetypes in Wolverine that we that we don't generally see played up as often as we used to is kind of like this old West renegade. You know, part of the characterization of Wolverine in the 90s animated series was inspired by Clint Eastwood and many of his portrayals in the, what, Fistful of Dollars series, uh, where he just plays this outlaw cowboy. A lot of that Clint Eastwood attitude was put into Cal Dodd's portrayal of Wolverine, and with good reason, because there are a lot of aspects of Wolverine that lend itself to that particular genre, even if we don't necessarily see stories in that genre as often as we see other genres portrayed in the Wolverine stories. And so Old Man Logan kind of gives us a glimpse into that. But like I said, it mixes this dystopian ideal and all these other different aspects of Wolverine kind of come to the, to a front. 
But again, it's just a fun take on the character. I don't know if I would say the Old Man Logan is a quintessential Wolverine storyline because I don't know that it says anything different for the character or adds anything new, but I will say it is the definitive Western take. So of all the different genres that Wolverine has enjoyed uh, having storylines that take place within, uh, this would be like the definitive Western story that features Wolverine, even if it's not necessarily quintessential to understanding who the character is. I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm explaining it properly. Needless to say, it is a must-read series, but it's not ne- or a, a must-read storyline. But it's not one of like the top three or four that you that that would be considered required reading in like Wolverine 101. This is like Wolverine 401. Either way, it was a storyline that was super popular, and it was a storyline that that when it ended, it ended. That was it. We we didn't go back and revisit. I think there was maybe a storyline at one point that kind of went back and and checked in on him again, but for the most part, it wasn't this thing that they just it wasn't this well that they kept going back to over and over. Again, at least not for a few years. I don't remember when Old Man Logan first came out. I want to say it was like 2008. And then the the giant size Old Man Logan follow-up storyline was, was released in like 2009. And it was quite a few years before we really saw that particular take on the character again, that version of the character. And the reason why we did is because in 2014... Marvel Comics made the decision to kill off Wolverine. So in the pages of X-Men, in the pages of Wolverine at that time, Wolverine had lost his healing factor. And he was slowly dying from adamantium poisoning. His healing factor didn't work. He was being eaten from the inside out. He was losing stamina and endurance. He was losing his strength, that sort of thing. And eventually this story, which I've covered on this podcast also, but this storyline culminated in Wolverine's death by being encased in adamantium. And that, like I said, was like 2014, somewhere around there. And we didn't have a new Wolverine. For a while, there were... There were storylines about people who would try to come in and and pick up the mantle. And eventually we had this like 20 issue, 30 issue series called Wolverines. And it ended with Laura, known as X-23, taking up the mantle of the all new Wolverine. And her series is awesome. I highly recommend it. It's like 30 issues. It's great. It's great stuff. But she wasn't Logan. And so in 2015, as part of this like secret wars, you know, yet another secret wars storyline, you know, universe kind of crossover, they did this sort of storyline that was like universe versus universe kind of thing. And it's a lot like, you know, the crisis on infinite earths, but there were stakes, you know, the members of different universes, I think were having to like fight each other for survival. It was almost like amalgam, but only with the Marvel multiverse. And one of the miniseries that came out of that event was an Old Man Logan miniseries written by Brian Michael Bendis. And it did well enough to create a demand for more stories featuring 
Old Man Logan. And so in 2015, after all of this stuff was said and done, they launched an ongoing series where that Wolverine, that Old Man Logan, found himself in the main Marvel 616 universe. He just wakes up one day and he's in Canada in our universe. So even though main 616 Logan has died, we have Laura taking up the mantle and doing an excellent job. But for those of us who were jonesing for Logan, they gave us an old man Logan ongoing. And it's pretty good. It's about 50 issues long, and there are a, a handful of storylines that, that are really good, and a couple others that, you know, they're they're fine. But this is one that, that I enjoyed. It's a pretty good storyline, and it's the Border Town storyline. And like I said, it encompasses Old Man Logan, Volume 2, Issues 5 through 7. So the first issue doesn't really feature much of Lady Deathstrike. It more sets up what the stakes are here and like what's going on. And then they give us all of that sweet action in issues two and three. But uh, one of the reasons why these three issues are so good is because it's the same creative team. This series was written by Jeff Lemire. We had artwork from Andrea Sorrentino. We have colors from Marcello Maiolo. And we have letters from VC's Corey Pettit. The story picks up with Wolverine or, or Old Man Logan. I'll probably just call him Wolverine throughout this uh, episode because it's easier. But if I say Wolverine or if I say Old Man Logan, I'm talking about the same one. I'm talking about Old Man Logan. But either way, it starts off at this point in the comics. The X-Men headquarters was in like limbo and the team was being led by Storm and like half the X-Men are not in these stories and, and I can't really remember exactly what's going on. The, the 2000 teens is kind of hit, hit and miss with me. Uh, you know, you have second coming and ending in, in 2012, and then you have some decent stuff from 2012 to 2014 with uh, Bendis's uncanny X-Men and all new X-Men and Jason Aaron's Wolverine and Wolverine and the X-Men. There's some good stuff going on. Eventually, Colin Bunn comes in at one point and like takes over Uncanny X-Men, which is a different storyline. But but right from like 2014 until about 2017, those three years, it's a little hazy for me where the X-Men kind of fit into Marvel overall. This was pretty early after Disney acquired Marvel Studios. And Marvel started to not necessarily try to like sabotage the X-Men comics, but I feel like they, they didn't put as much into it. It was, it just, it kind of devolved into a somewhat muddled thing where like a lot of the X-Men characters were undergoing these weird character assassinations. And it was like, it, it, as an X-Men fan, it felt like they were trying to turn us fans against the X-Men, but really it just made us all be like, okay, Marvel's being stupid. Like the X-Men are way better, but there was all this stuff with like the Inhumans and, and that culminated in this really awful story called IVX Inhumans versus X-Men. And I, I don't know, is those like that three year period there is just some pretty bad stuff 
was being put out and marketed as, you know, good X-Men, but it really wasn't. But I, I don't want to talk about stuff I don't like. Either way, in this era, Storm is leading the X-Men and their headquarters is in limbo. And the team consists of her and like, I think Colossus is there and a few other characters. And then old man Logan is on the team as well. So this particular storyline starts off with old man Logan going up to storm and just telling her like, Hey, I got to head out because I've got some stuff that I've got to do. So, you know, if you need me, give me a call. If I need you, I'll I'll call in the X-Men, but like, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's this personal thing that, I just, I have to go take care of it. And Storm's just like, yeah, whatever, man. Like that's kind of, that's Wolverine's thing. That's Logan's thing. So I understand you're, you're the Logan right now. So go ahead, you know, go out and, and do what you need to do. So he does, he, he hops on a motorcycle and he heads out to a town in Canada called Kilhorn Falls. And he mentions that like nine months out of the year, Kilhorn Falls, you can't get to it. And the reason is because in the three coldest months of the year, the ice or the water freezes over, creates an ice bridge. And so you can get supplies into the town. But after a certain time, the ice will melt and then you can't get to it because apparently you can't take a helicopter there or hop in a boat for whatever reason, or, or, or fly in on like a Cessna. Nope. Can't get to it. Only during these, this three month period, can you get to this town? I think that, uh, the writer tries to explain why you can't just fly in or helicopter in or take a boat, but it, it doesn't really make any sense. Either way, he heads to this town And I kind of like this part because as he's heading into the town, he's kind of going through this like sense of deja vu because it turns out during the old man Logan timeline, the timeline that old man Logan is from right after he is used by the villains to take out all of the members of the X-Men and he leaves, this is kind of where he goes. He he goes on this journey to find like the most out of the way town he possibly can, which makes sense. You know, you're a dude that you need to have some amenities, I guess, uh, but you want to be as far apart from greater civilization as you possibly can. So he finds himself wandering to this town. And so old man Logan now in, in, in our timeline, in the main timeline is re retreading his steps and he's going through this kind of deja vu which i like because it's like hey you know it's we're going to tie in some of those things that were revealed about wolverine's past in the old man logan storyline we'll make sure to touch upon that sort of stuff so that everything stays kosher like it all kind of adds up and, and you can see this really is that old man logan who came here of course, he also retraces his steps and real and and he in that particular timeline he goes to like the old Weapon X facility, runs into a group of survivors there who were led by this redheaded woman named Maureen, who of course we know in that timeline became Old Man Logan's wife. They even had kids together: a son named Scotty, a daughter named Jade, all that sort of stuff. 
either way, as he's kind of reminiscing about all this stuff, he finally gets to Killhorn Falls, and here he meets this like stray dog. And so he's he's feeding the dog because you know it's Wolverine. He's a nice guy. He likes animals and stuff, especially canines, because as we all know in the Marvel universe, Wolverines are a canine of sort, not a member of the weasel family. Uh, but either way, as he is feeding this this dog, this stray dog, a young girl comes up to him and she's like, hey, you know, my, my mom says we're not supposed to feed the strays because then they won't leave. They'll stay here. And Wolverine's like, man, eh, whatever, you know, and, and uh, he realizes that like this girl actually <laughs> feeds the dog, which is funny. Uh, and then the girl tells him that her name is Maureen. And we realize that this little girl is Maureen in our timeline. It's not the same Maureen from Wolverine's timeline, but it is. Uh, he's just meeting her much earlier now. He's not old man Logan yet in our timeline. He's just regular Logan. And so at this point in time, Maureen is still a young girl rather than like a 40-year-old woman. She's like an eight-year-old girl, something along those lines. Anyway, we realize, oh, cool. That's So he went to this town to find Maureen. That's nice. But it's not like a creepy thing. You know, he's not coming here to uh, like keep his eye on this eight-year-old girl and wait for her to grow up. What he's kind of doing here in this timeline is he's realizing like, you know, in, in, in our timeline, Maureen died and she lost everything. And that was because of me, because I came into her life and we fell in love and we created a life together and it was all taken away from us. And Wolverine's like, I, I can't condemn the Maureen of this world to that sort of existence. I don't want bad things to happen to her. So he comes to this town just to keep an eye on her and make sure that her life actually turns out nice. He wants to make sure that she's got someone, you know, a guardian angel kind of thing, just looking over her and making sure that she doesn't have to experience the kind of hardships that the Marine, the Maureen that he was with in his other timeline had to go through in her youth. So that's why he's here. Um, it is kind of weird, but not kind not as creepy as it, as it sounds. It's, it's very sweet that he, he wants to make sure that, you know, Maureen has a better life than she did in his timeline. But that's, that's pretty much it. You know, that is the story of this first issue. We see right at the end, you know, after Maureen, after Maureen's mom comes and, and picks her up and they go on their merry way, then old man Logan goes to whatever shack it is that he's going to live in. And that stray dog goes out into the wilderness where it lives. And it's just, you know, out having a grand old, time uh and then someone kills it like off panel and the storyline just ends with these panels of this this dog the the this dog carcass laying in like a pool of blood and we see dialogue coming from off panel and it just says like you really think it's him can logan really be back and then someone's answering only one way to find out and then you turn the page to the final page of the issue and it's Lady Deathstrike and four members of the Reavers standing in the snow with like, you know, blood dripping from Lady Deathstrike's fingers. And it says, let's go hunting, boys.
So it's we're getting this this parallel between this story and Wounded Wolf that I that I really enjoy, and that's why I chose to cover this particular storyline. So let's jump into issue six. This is where things start to heat up. Before we jump in, I I kind of want to point out the the covers on these three issues. So all the covers in in the Old Man Logan ongoing series have this this look to them, but they're all in in full color. These three issues, five, six, and seven, they're all black and white with just with just like simple red colors on them. They're very stark. It's a lot like Sin City or 30 Days of Night using just a black and these black and white images with just the red to kind of highlight or draw the eye in a particular way. I just have to say like, they're really cool. Uh, They're definitely worth checking out Uh, this whole ongoing series, like all 50 issues, give or take are on Marvel unlimited. So if you have it, like just go check out the, the covers alone on these three issues. They're very cool. Either way, I just wanted to, to point it out because because they're pretty neat. So jumping back into Old Man Logan number six, it starts off again. We are in Kilhorn Falls in the Northwest Territories of Canada. We see, you know, it's just this little town. I don't know if it's like a mining town or a fishing town or even like a farming town. Like, I don't know what kind of town this is, but either way, it's a very small town and and in this area, there's like this random hut on a hill, and that is where Old Man Logan is living. So the story picks up, you know, it's the next morning, and Old Man Logan is just chilling in his in his house, sleeping, or, you know, resting his eyes or something like that, when he's he's uh, woken up by this, this knock at the door. And he answers the door, and it's Maureen and her mother. And they're asking Logan, have you seen Burger? That's the name of the dog, Burger. Great name for, for a dog. So Maureen's like, have you seen Burger? I haven't seen him all morning. And I'm very sad and I'm very worried because I see him every morning, you know, and like, I don't even want to go to school because I, I need to know that Burger is okay and all this. And, and Logan's like, no, no, you know, you have to go to school. You got to get your education. You eight-year-old scholar, you. Like, get out there and and make us all proud. Old man Logan, I'll take care of finding the dog. It's what I do best, but, like, you have to go to school or else. And so Maureen, she just, like, innately trusts Wolverine, as she should, right? Like, she's a young girl, and they just have a sense that, like, Wolverine is just, like, a a big old softy. Like, whenever it comes to to young girls, whether they're they're mutants who who need to be toughened up or just regular girls like Maureen, they just have this sense that, like, old man Logan or, or, or Logan proper, like, deep down inside, underneath everything, he is a good person and a man of his word. So... She just innately knows that she can she can trust him. He says, I will find the dog. You go to school. She knows that it's the right thing to do. So she somewhat reluctantly agrees. Like, even though she can sense it's the right thing to do, she still wants to look for a burger herself as, you know, a, a, of course, a girl would want to find her dog. But she agrees to go to school. And so old man Logan heads out to find the dog. 
as he is following the trail of Burger in the snow, he picks up another scent. And it's a scent that like immediately raises his hair, the, the hair on his neck. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase that the right way. The hair on his neck stands up, right? He gets this, this sinking feeling. His wolvy sense is going berserk. It is the smell of oil and gasoline and machines. So he knows it's bad news and he assumes rightfully that whoever this scent came with is probably here looking for him. So he follows the scent naturally to figure out who it is, figure out what he's up against. And he sees this helicopter that's just kind of like parked in, in this, um, I don't know, Canyon. It's the, it's the dead of winter, you know, everything's covered in snow right now. Um, but someone was able to chop her in. So that whole part in, in the first issue when they're like, you can only get here for three months of the year over the, the ice bridge. Okay. Well, someone else can fly in with a chopper. Just saying, um, as he's there, he like immediately hears gunfire, you know, blam, blam, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's coming from the town and he's like, ah, you know, like here I am out in the middle of nowhere, looking at a abandoned helicopter and, all these gunshots, these terrible, you know, these terrible sounds of, of a massacre in progress are happening in the town. So he hightails it back to town and he finds various townsfolk who were victims of this, this attack. And he's like, oh, for crying out loud, like everywhere I go, like, why, why does this happen to me? Even when I'm an old man, I can't find friggin' peace. And then he notices like, everything goes quiet. And then there's this massive explosion and he comes face to face with my, (laughs) I don't know if I would classify this one as my least favorite Reaver, but I kind of threw some shade at him in the last episode. And that is bone breaker, the tank centaur, (laughs) you know, where he's the upper half is human. The bottom half is a friggin' tank. And he's just so ridiculous. It's just like the most over the top of all the Reavers. Like all the Reavers are, are cyborgs, you know? So it's, how does the Terminator put it? Cybernetic organism. It's a a living tissue over a metal endoskeleton, right? So like all of these Reavers have metal inside their bodies, but they still on the outside appear to be human. But like not bone breaker. He's like, oh no, I have no time for subtlety. Just like take me from like the waist up and just plot me on a friggin' tank because the only thing that brings me joy in life is riding around as a tank and like blowing stuff up. Like I don't need, there are no other earthly pleasures that I care to partake of. I just want to be a tank dude. <laughs> so, so here we go. It's it is Bonebreaker, and and he's almost as shocked to find Old Man Logan as Old Man Logan is to find Bonebreaker, because the Reavers know that Wolverine is dead. I think about this time, maybe maybe this is about a year earlier than than it happens, but like the Reavers, Lady Deathstrike in particular, are a big part of the like hunt for Wolverine storyline. So I I think that came after this particular story but either way like bonebreaker is is surprised to find old man logan and he's like it is you you know i had my doubts but 
what the heck happened to you, Wolverine? How'd you get so old? <laughs> oh man. And Wolverine just, just mentions like, Oh good. Like it, it, he's thinking this in his head, like, Oh good. Like where, where there's one reaver, there are others because frankly, they're all too weak to really take me on one at a time. Like they are definitely pack animals for sure. Um, <laughs> But, you know, of course, he sees Bonebreaker and he's like, oh, good. Like, I have to fight my way through all these friggin' chuckleheads again for what, like the millionth time in my life. Uh, and so <laughs> Bonebreaker just immediately unleashes like a volley of, of gunfire because he has uh, like a rail gun that's built into to his tank and everything. And so old man Logan just doesn't care. He's like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, my healing factor is not what it used to be, but it's still good enough that I'll survive this. So he just marches straight through this hail of bullets all the way up to Bonebreaker. And he's about to just, you know, separate man from tank where Bonebreaker just launches like this grenade right in him. And then that knocks Wolverine back. And, you know, of course, Wolverine's laying there on the ground, you know, yelling in pain because, you know, this is a Wolverine who doesn't heal nearly as quickly as his young counterpart. So then that gives Bonebreaker, you know, an arrogant little monologue where he's like, ah, ha, ha, like, ah, I see. Not only are you old, but your healing is much slower, you know, good for you know doing the, the whole mustache twirl thing. And he, and he mentions, you know, you want to know the best part of having tank treads for legs, this, and he like rolls over old man Logan's legs, which makes him scream even more. Uh, and so he foolishly, Bonebreaker, that is, he foolishly not only runs over old man Logan's legs, but he stops and just like sits on him. And unfortunately for him, that's really all old man Logan needs. Yes, his healing factor is much slower and he doesn't have as much endurance and stamina, but his claws are still just as sharp as they've always been. And he still has a berserker rage for the ages. So he just cuts through the tank all the way up through the tank separates man from tank. <laughs> um, and then he makes short work of the remaining human parts of, of bone breaker. I think that's probably the most PG way I can say that even though this episode has already turned into like a soft R <laughs> rating. Either way, old man, Logan, is successful in putting Bonebreaker down for the count. And he's, as he's sitting there, like the town sheriff walks up and he's like, hey, freeze, old man, you know? And and old man Logan's like, no, it's fine. Like, put the gun down. I'm not here to, I'm not here to hurt you guys. I'm here to protect you guys from, from this guy and the other ones that are like him. And so the sheriff is like, okay, fair enough. Like at this point, we kind of need all the help we can get. And yeah, it's obvious from what I just saw you do that you don't necessarily have any, there's no love lost between you and, and this group of, of people that's doing this. So I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll put the gun down, but like, what are we going to do? And Wolverine's like, well, do you have a deputy? And the guy's like, well, not anymore. Not after everything that's been going on in town. And Wolverine's like, okay, that's what I figured. All right. So here's how you're going to help Sheriff you are going to get all the townsfolk that you can find and like take them to the quarry. Okay. So I guess we figured out what this town is for. It's some sort of a mining town that has a quarry in it. Anyway, Wolverine's like, take all the townsfolk that you can find all of them, you know, men, women, children, every townsfolk that you can find that has a pulse, 
take them to the quarry and set up your defenses there because that's the best place in town to, to protect yourselves. In the meantime, I'm going to go around town and find the rest of these guys and do what needs to be done. Wolverine's also thinking, like, in the meantime, I can get to the communications tower, let Storm know that I do, in fact, need the help of the X-Men. And he heads off in that direction and immediately finds that, like, the communications building is on fire. <laughs> so he is on his own. Old Logan, who doesn't heal very fast anymore, now has to go around the town hunting down the Reavers one by one and taking them mano a mano. Meanwhile, at the quarry, we see the sheriff has gathered all of the people in town and brought them to the quarry, except for the children, because apparently the children are at their school and no one thought to get them. Like when they heard the they heard the call, like all townsfolk head to the quarry, they're like, sweet, let's go. And like not one of them gave a second thought to their kids. They all just headed off to the quarry and figured, oh, I'll meet my kids there. And so we see maureen's mom causing the big the big stink here saying like where are the kids the kids are still in the in school at the church like what are we gonna do and so old man logan arrives at the quarry and he's like wait did i just hear the the kids are still in the friggin' school like none of you dingleberries thought to bring the kids at eh, whatever he's like i'll just, i'll go i'll go get them like prepare the defenses like i told you to and i'll i'll go rescue your children you morons so then the scene changes and we actually check in with the kids and we see there's like 10 of them you know there's not very many but they're in the church basement hiding as you do and the door busts open and there's like a new reaver this one's named muzzle and i'm not sure what his whole deal is but he's got like spider legs and he's got edward scissor hand things but his his fingers are like syringes and scalpels and various other surgical tools that are used for chopping and cutting and slicing that sort of thing it's, it's nightmare fuel either way he rips open the door and he's like aha the children i'm going to do mean things to you and then old man logan just like walks up behind him and he's like nope not not gonna happen and then he pulls this reaver muzzle off panel we see just a snicked and there's like some red flying through the air, which we are assuming is, you know, blood and whatnot. And we can only assume that he does to muzzle what he did to Bonebreaker. So that's good. Like, you know, one more Reaver is out of the way. And now Logan is here to rescue Maureen and the rest of the children. So he's like, all right, let's go. So he starts leading them out. And he's like, whatever you do, don't look down. Just, you know, look at the back of my head, follow me, and I will get you to safety but of course that's never how things go they're finally out in the open and like as soon as they're out in the open old man logan stops because he's caught a scent he immediately pops his claws but before he can do anything yet another reaver well the other two reavers have come out of the woodwork one of them has grabbed a child and pretty much says all right we've got you where we need you give yourself up, let us take you, and we'll leave the town. Everyone else who's alive right now will remain alive, and we will head out. And that is how the second issue of this series ends, which takes us into issue number seven.
which is Border Town Part 3. And I, I like the opening sequence of this particular issue. We see all these different iterations of Wolverine. We see like original Wolverine in his debut costume. We see failed samurai Wolverine clearly in Japan suffering some great dishonor. We see Wolverine from the, I think Mike Carey. I don't know. Not Mike Carey. I don't remember who was writing uncanny X-Men about the same time that Grant Morrison was writing. It would have been like right before the Chuck Austin run started. Maybe it was, no, I, I can't even wager a guess, but it was the storyline where Wolverine and Jean Grey are like in a spaceship and they're like slowly heading into the sun or whatever. And so Wolverine has to sacrifice Jean Grey according to her wishes or whatever it is. Uh, so we see that we see another panel. This is the one of old man Logan when he gets home and finds his family has been taken out by the Hulk gang. And he's going through this thing where he's like every part of my life, it always ends in chaos. Every time I try to do anything good, it ends in chaos. And then we get like this, this weird sequence where he's just like laying on a beach surrounded by skeletons as he like slowly withers away. And he's like, I just, you know, it's one of those, like, I'm so broken inside. I just wish that I can make the chaos stop and cease to exist. It's pretty dark stuff, but it we, we immediately jump in and pick up right where the last issue left off with the uh, old man Logan popping his claws and being in this sort of stalemate showdown thing with the, the other Reavers. And even in his old, injured, slow healing state, these new Reavers are no match for old man Logan. He, he moves in before the other Reaver can even respond. He grabs the kid, throws the kid to safety, takes out that Reaver and then goes and takes out the other one pretty quickly as well. Both Reavers are taken out in a matter of two pages. But at this point, Wolverine doesn't know old man. Logan doesn't know who is, is leading the Reavers. And so with this last one alive here, he's asking, you know, why all of this, none of this makes any sense. And so the other Reaver's like, well, you know, we, we heard you were back. We're just going to use the dog to lure you. But then she saw you with the kid and she got ideas and, and Holy, Holy cow, dude, does she really want to hurt you bad? And then Wolverine's like, Ooh, <laughs> as if, if a Reaver is saying she like really you can only be talking about lady death strike, but whatever old man, Logan is old. It's been a long time, obviously, since he had to fight Lady Deathstrike, so maybe he forgot. And so the guy, the, the Reaver, is like, man, who do you think Lady D Deathstrike? And then, of course, that's when Logan's like, oh, yeah, my old nemesis. And he dispatches of this Reaver as well. And so he's like, well, you know, well, this sucks. Like, I took out the Reavers. I told the kids to run home, which they did. And... He starts heading for the quarry, not run home. He tells him to run for the quarry, which they do. So he starts heading to the quarry and lo and behold, before he can get very far, he is confronted by Lady Deathstrike, who has taken Maureen and her mother prisoner. Of course, at this point, Lady Deathstrike kind of goes into her, her monologue, you know, as, as bad characters do. And she seems to have a penchant for this sort of thing. And we've seen it 
several times, but pretty much the gist of it is she hates Logan. She always will. She knows that, you know, at this point, she's not going to get her dad's adamantium back. She's kind of come to terms that that's really not what was going on, but she hates Wolverine nonetheless and only wants to see him suffer in pain. And of course, for a guy that heals, you can only inflict so much physical pain on him before he regenerates and it doesn't matter anymore. The kind of scars you have to inflict on Logan are psychological. So she tells him that if he like gives himself to her so that she can do whatever she needs to do, that uh, she will let one of them live. She will either let Maureen or Maureen's mother live. But if Logan doesn't give himself over to Lady Deathstrike, then she will kill both of them and take Logan anyway. So, yes, like we finally get to see at the end of the month, you know, we finally get to see Lady Deathstrike being the actual villain that she is living up to the name Deathstrike. Uh, of course, Wolverine, old man Logan tries to to plead with her and, and Maureen's mom obviously knows what choice old man Logan is going to make. Like, obviously, he's going to uh, pick Maureen to survive, not Maureen's mother. And so Maureen's mother is like, please, you know, just make sure that. Uh, you know, you you take her out of the town and protect her and, and that sort of thing. And after all this time, Wolverine's like, all right, you know, I, I, I picked the girl. And so Lady Deathstrike's like, oh, how predictable you are. And so she tosses the girl down. She's just holding Maureen's mother. And old man Logan just yells, you know, you got the shot? And Deathstrike's like, what? And before anything can happen, you just hear like this blam and someone behind Lady Deathstrike like just shoots her through the torso and it distracts her enough that she, you know, throws Maureen's mother down. And so now old man Logan can take Deathstrike on, you know, one on one. The the, the two women are safe. The girl and, and her mother, they're safe. Deathstrike has kind of tossed them away, but they're still alive. So old man Logan goes to the sheriff or tells the sheriff, like, get out of here, you know, get, get them out of here. And then pretty much tells Deathstrike, like, all right, it's just, it's me versus you. Here we go. The final showdown. And we get like five or six pages of battle and it's pretty good stuff. Like I got to say, like, Andrea Sorrentino like really knows how to to frame his stuff here and and it's we get like I said really great really great stuff there's not really a whole lot of talking there's a little bit but not really a whole lot that we have to to discuss um and then it comes to an end you know at one point Wolverine kind of knocks Deathstrike down she's about to go over and like kill the sheriff because like a fool he hasn't gotten out of there yet um and and deathstrike has already like hit wolverine like impaled him on her her hand so she thinks that like old man logan is done so she's like all right next up is the is the sheriff but it provides enough of a distraction where old man logan is able to run over despite his severe injuries and his very slow healing factor he's still able to run up and 
disarm Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> so he does, you know, he, he chops her arms off and then impales her with his claws through the torso, rips out a bunch of gears and stuff, and pretty much leaves her, almost leaves her to die. You know, he, he, all that's left of her is like a, a leg and like arms from like the elbow up, you know? And so she's just slowly dragging herself like back towards her helicopter so that she can get out of here. And he, he just lets her go, you know, she's defeated at this point and, and he lets her go and kind of lets himself, I think, pass out. I think the, the whole thing here is that he's defeated lady Deathstrike and, and all the other reavers. So he just lays down and, you know, he has a nice healing rest. His, his healing factor is much slow. So he can't just lay there and heal in the matter of minutes. He has to kind of pass out and heal over the course of, a few hours. So he does. And eventually the sheriff is like, all right, dude, like you gotta, you gotta wake up, man. And, and Logan's like, no, you have to get inside, lock the doors. And, and the sheriff's like, relax. It's been hours. Like she, she got to her helicopter. The helicopter took off. She's out of here. You know, you, you hurt her real bad and all that. And so Wolverine's like, well, do, you know, was there a radio? Like, do you have a radio that works? Can you do anything? He's like, yeah, we had like a, a short, you know, a short band radio back at the, you know, the, the sheriff station. I was able to call the, the RCMP. They're making their way here. They'll, they'll get here when they can. And so then old man Logan asks like, what, what about Marine? What about Trish? That's Marine's mom. What about them? And and so the sheriff's like, no, 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 they're fine too. You saved them. You saved everybody that, that was still alive after the attack. You know, once you got to town and you took out the Reavers, like you saved everybody else. You did the best you could and all that. And he's like, but, you know, Maureen's been asking about you. She's concerned for you. You should probably go let everyone know you're safe. And and old man Logan's like, no, I, I can't. Like, I got to get out of here. I, I have to leave right now. I can't even go say goodbye to these people. I just have to go. And the sheriff's like, you know, nonsense. You saved everyone. And, and Logan just said, no, I, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't save everyone. He, he doesn't pretty much. He doesn't tell the sheriff like the Reavers only came here to, to kill everybody because I came here. But he, he he does say like, no, I I didn't save anybody like that. And then he just he gets up and he's like, I've got to get away from all of you people. I got to get away from from Maureen as, as as far as I can. Just tell her that. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for everything. And that's pretty much it. You know, we get like a, a rundown that, um, you know, Maureen was safe. Eventually the, the paramedics, the RCMP arrived, they, they rescued everybody and stuff. And, and that's it. You know, he, he kind of realizes that the only way he can protect Maureen is staying away from her. But this encounter kind of jars him back it kind of gets him on the offensive and it actually changes the shape of the remaining issues in the ongoing series like i said it lasts for about 50 issues so for the greater part of you know 40 plus issues it it takes on a, a different thing you know this is wolverine who the, the old man logan in the early issues was trying to atone for his past mistakes and, and set things on the right path if he could and he realizes like you know he really can't but with all of Wolverine's enemies thinking that Wolverine is dead and they're, they're right, but they don't know the old man Logan's here. It was, it, it was obvious, you know? So he realized that he kind of has a, a bit of an advantage. And so from here on out, he kind of goes on the offensive, like hunting down and, and taking out 
people who would have opposed Wolverine, you know, because he's got that that anonymity that he hasn't had since, you know, the Outback era that we saw in last week's episode. So it changes pretty much from here on out. He says something, you know, Deathstrike is still out there, her and dozens more like her, but I'm done waiting around for them to bring their chaos to me. From now on, I am chaos and I'm coming for them all. And it kicks off like a new storyline and everything. So so there you have it. That is the conclusion of Border Town. That is the conclusion of Lady Deathstrike Month. So, Bub, there you have it. That is the episode for today. Again, I want to apologize that it's coming to you guys hours late. Hopefully this still is coming out Wolverine Wednesday. We'll see. Stay tuned for next month as we move into a brand new theme. We are still covering Wolverine villains, and I think I've already said it before in past episodes, but in case I haven't or or in case I have and you've forgotten, the theme for next month, the month of May 2022, will be Omega Red. I'm really excited to jump into the Jim Lee 90s of X-Men, where we actually get Omega Red's first appearance and origin and stuff. I'm also looking at uh, covering some stories from the Daniel Way written Wolverine Origins ongoing series, because that had some really great Omega Red stuff. We've also got some just fun Omega Red in Russia doing bad things stories, and we might even look at some alternative versions of Omega Red as well. So we'll see where the month takes us, but I'm pretty excited to get to it because I love Omega Red. I believe he almost cracked my top five. Wolverine. I mean, I'm one of those people that like my top fives change. Um, but if you listen to Snicktoons, then you'll know at one point I did a Wolverine villain, you know, top five countdown with my good pal Brett. Uh, but I can't remember if I had Omega Red on my list or or not. I don't think I did. I think my list was the Gorgon, Lady Deathstrike, Silver Samurai, Sabretooth, and Weapon X. But uh, but I don't I don't know. Maybe Omega Red was on there. Either way, Omega Red is just such a fun villain, and every time he shows up. It's just a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to getting into Omega Red Month next month. Bub, if you like the show and want to keep the conversation going, you can find me on Instagram at TalkinSnicked or reach out to me via email at TalkSnicked at gmail.com. Of course, if you are so inclined, you can also follow the link in the show notes to join the TalkinSnicked Discord. There's like I don't mean to brag, but there are like nine of us over there. So it is a pretty huge Discord server. Uh, but just jump in, say hello, post some pictures of your, your private collections, talk about your favorite Wolverine moments. Uh, I'm getting a channel together to take, you know, requests for, for themes or episode topics. So you can jump in there and let me know what you want to hear on this podcast if 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 you actually want to hear something on this podcast, uh, I wanting to get like a, a guest sign up going for Snicktoons episodes as well. So I'm working on some of that, but we've got some fun channels already set up and we've got some conversations going. So, so if you are so inclined, join that discord as well. Like I said, the link to it is in 
the show notes. Just keep in mind that those links are only good for like seven days. So if if it no longer works, then see if there's a, a newer episode on the feed that has, has a link that works. One last thing, bub, make sure you stay tuned to the very end of this episode and check out the track Back from the Dead. It's an original piece of music written and composed by a musician named Retcon X. And yeah, he hasn't done stuff very recently, but all of his original music inspired by the X-Men can be found on his YouTube channel and his Spotify playlist. So if you like the track, make sure you go check him out. Until next time, bub.